You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 13. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for lucky number 13 of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. So as I'm recording this right now, I am getting ready to fly down south tomorrow morning to San Diego to attend FlynnCon, Pat Flynn's first large-scale live event. And I cannot wait. I am so excited. So stay tuned to next week's episode because it's going to be ultra special. Not only will I share about my experience at FlynnCon, but Pat is also our guest interview. I'm so excited to have him on the show and share this interview with you. So if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can automatically get next week's episode when it comes out. All right. So I am so excited about today's topic. Today we are talking all about audiences and how to find your people with Facebook and Instagram ads. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, my goal is to simplify Facebook ads for you so you know exactly what it takes to be successful creating your high converting campaigns. So if you want to understand the fundamentals of Facebook ads, then I suggest that you check out episodes three and five of the podcast. In episode three, I shared the three pillars of high converting campaigns. And these are the three key elements that must work together so that you can achieve amazing results with your ads. And I will review those in just a minute for you because today's topic is all about taking a deep dive into the second pillar. Episode five is where I broke down the six simple steps to create campaigns that convert. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, then I encourage you to do so after this one, and you can find them at monicalouie.com slash three and monicalouie.com slash five. And in episode number 11, that is where I broke down the first of the three pillars. So I took a deep dive into that one. So check that one out as well. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash 11. For today's episode, you can find all of the links and resources that I'm going to mention at monicalouie.com slash 13. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash the number 13. This episode is for you if you think your audience might be on Facebook or Instagram, but you don't know how to find them. Maybe you're ready to get started with Facebook ads, but you're just not sure how targeting actually works. So I'm going to break that all down for you today. Maybe you've tried Facebook ads before, but you didn't get the results you were hoping for. And it could be because maybe you weren't targeting the right audiences. So if you fall into any of those categories, then this episode is for you. And if you're brand new to the podcast and who I am, then hello, I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining me. I am Monica Louie, and I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six, seven, and eight figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook Ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. 
My team and I have managed more than $1 million in ad spend, and we served more than 500 students and clients, and they're all having amazing results with their Facebook ads. And we are in the trenches every day, keeping a pulse on what is working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. The goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And of course, Facebook ads can be an important part of that. So while not every episode is about Facebook ads, I definitely want to keep you updated on what's working now so that when it's time for you to use them as part of your marketing plan, you have the information you need. And if you are ready to get started with Facebook ads, then I encourage you to check out my free Facebook ads starter kit. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. That's monicalouie.com slash G-U-I-D-E. And the starter kit complements today's episode really well as it takes you through the six steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus there's an awesome checklist so that you can make sure that you've got everything you need when you're ready to jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you love a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook or Instagram ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have more information there about our services. And I want to point out one thing before we dive in. In the podcast, whenever I reference Facebook ads, just remember that everything still applies to Instagram ads. Because Facebook owns Instagram and we use the same platform to create ads for either Facebook or Instagram or both, everything will apply to your Instagram ad strategy as well. And that is completely true when it comes to your targeting strategies. The main difference between Facebook and Instagram ads is basically just the structure of the ad, but you set up the campaigns in the same way and you can use audiences on Facebook and also use those same audiences on Instagram and vice versa. Okay, so let's dive in to how to find your audience with high converting Facebook and Instagram ads. So I always think it's funny when I get this question. I'm always just a little bit surprised by it, but I get this question once in a while of people asking, well, is Facebook still relevant? Are, you know, do Facebook ads still work? Are people still even on Facebook? The landscape of Facebook is changing. Facebook's always changing things. Are Facebook ads even a relevant strategy anymore? And I'm always surprised because I wouldn't be able to do what I do if Facebook and Instagram was not a relevant strategy to use their advertising platform in order to get in front of their ideal audience. So if you've had that thought, let me share some numbers with you that might help you change that point of view. Okay. As of June 30th, 2019, so as of the moment that I'm recording this, this data is not even a month old. There are over 2.41 billion, that's with a B, billion monthly active users on Facebook, on Facebook. And this is an 8% increase in monthly active users on Facebook over this time last year. That means the usage of Facebook is actually increasing. The number of people using Facebook is actually increasing. So that's the monthly active user number. As far as the people who are logging into Facebook every single day, 1.59 billion of those people are using the platform every single day. And this is also an 8% increase over this time last year. So yes, 
People are still using Facebook. They're still logging in every day and spending a lot of time on Facebook. Now, over on Instagram, over 1 billion people use Instagram every single month, and more than 500 million of those people use the platform every single day. And of the social networks, only Facebook and YouTube have more people logging in than Instagram. So if you think that your audience is not on Instagram, I would encourage you to rethink that because that platform is growing so quickly that if they weren't on Instagram a couple of years ago, they might be on Instagram now. And so we are always looking to test Instagram ads with our clients when we think it makes sense to do so. So the first step to finding your audience on Facebook or Instagram is to understand who they are. So back in episode 11, I broke down how to craft a compelling offer by understanding your target audience and figuring out what their pain points are so that you can determine what they want and how you can create a solution for their problems. This time, because we want to understand how to find them on Facebook, I want to take a little bit of a spin with this. So I want you to get into their day-to-day world. I want you to understand who they are and what they do. My favorite resource for understanding your target audience is Donald Miller's book, Building a Story Brand. You might've heard me mention it before. But you can grab your copy at monicalouie.com slash storybrand. That is my affiliate link if you want to check it out. But the whole purpose of the book is so that you can clarify your message so that customers will listen. And that book is by Donald Miller. Now, one thing to understand also is ask yourself, do you serve multiple avatars? Is your product, is your service, is your offering Does it help multiple different types of people? Are they in different stages of their life? Do they have different common demographics? You might need to create multiple different avatars for your offering, but definitely start with one and then go through these questions that I'm going to share with you. Do they share common demographics like age, gender, backgrounds, or income levels? So for some of my clients, their primary audience is just women. And does that apply to your audience as well? Are you serving just one gender? Are you serving both? Are they in a specific stage of life? Are they married or single? Do they have young kids? Do they have no kids? Or are they empty nesters? So begin to develop a profile of your ideal audience member who is perfect for your offering. Then also consider what brands do they follow? So what Facebook pages are they liking? Are they following? What Instagram profiles are they following? And these can be companies, they can be experts, authors, or other influencers. So just brainstorm a list of your ideal audience member and who they are already following. It might be a similar brand to yours that already has your audience. So note them down, but then think of adjacent brands. Like for one of my clients, their target audience is Young married couples, they may or may not have kids, but they love to shop at Target or Costco. So think about those avenues as well. What are their favorite books, blogs, or podcasts? So this can help to generate some of those names and brands that they are following as well. What events or conferences do they attend? Where are they shopping? Where do they shop? What products do they buy? Are they into luxury brands or are they budget shoppers? 
think about your ideal audience member and answer all of these questions. Think about their habits. Think about their behaviors, their demographics, and just brainstorm a list so that you can create a profile of your ideal audience member. And then again, remember that if you are serving multiple different avatars, to take the time to create this profile for each of your different avatars. The second step in determining how to find your audience on Facebook or Instagram is to understand the audience heat spectrum and how that aligns with your goals. So the audience heat spectrum, I'll break it down for you. It includes the warm audiences, the people who already know, like, and trust you. It includes your cool audiences, and those are the lookalike audiences. And then it includes the cold audiences. So these are people who are not aware of you yet. So the warm audiences, those are the people who are already in your world. They're already familiar with you. Some of them, they might already be customers or clients of yours. They might be people who raise their hand to join your email list so that they can receive receive emails from you. They might also be your Facebook fans. So they hit that like button because they want to follow your page. Maybe they've just engaged with your page or an ad on your page. Maybe they've messaged your page and asked a question. Maybe they've liked a post on your page, but they didn't necessarily hit the like button to follow your page. So there are different ranges of how warm these audiences are, but these people already have a sense of who you are. In some cases, they may have encountered your brand just once. In other cases, they might be hearing from you weekly in your weekly newsletter, or they might've already made a purchase from you. Another warm audience that you might target is people who have engaged with your Instagram profile. And you can create this audience if you have a business profile. So on Instagram in the app, you can convert your personal Instagram profile into a business profile. And you have to do that before you have this option in the ads platform to create this audience, engage with Instagram. Then also, if you have the Facebook pixel placed on your website, then you can create audiences of people who have visited your website. So you can create a broad audience of anybody who's visited your website in the last six months. So anywhere your pixel is placed, if it's on your website or other landing pages, so you can create a broad audience like that, or you can get very specific and narrow in on specific pages of your website or specific landing pages. Just as long as that pixel is placed, then you can create those audiences. And another thing about your email subscribers, I love it when my clients have their email list segmented so that we can pull lists of their clients or customers. We can pull people who have opted in for this specific lead magnet to join the email list. They have segments of their audience who have shown an interest in this type of content. And so my favorite tool in order to be able to do that is ConvertKit. It's the email service provider that I use and many of my clients use. And I love it because it makes segmenting your email list really, really easy. And it doesn't charge you extra for having the same person on multiple different segments of your list. So if you are interested in checking out ConvertKit, you can go to monicalouie.com slash ConvertKit to check it out. Okay. So those are your warm audiences. They're people who already know you, know your brand in some way. Some may have engaged more frequently than others. They might be on, you know, different 
ends of the scale of knowing, liking, and trusting you, but they are people who have already entered your world in some way. The second piece of the audience heat spectrum are what I call the cool audiences. And these are the lookalike audiences. So if you're not familiar with lookalike audiences, this is one of the magical tools that Facebook provides for us, which actually helps us with our targeting. So I love to use lookalike audiences whenever possible, when the goal is to grow the client's audience. So when we work with our clients, if their goal is to bring in more leads into their sales funnel or drive more traffic to their website, and they are looking to grow their overall audience, grow their website traffic, then oftentimes we will start with lookalike audiences. So a lookalike audience is where you take one of your warm audiences and Facebook calls those your custom audiences. So you tell Facebook, for example, here's my list of email subscribers, Facebook. I want to grow my email list. So I want to find more people who are already like the people who are on my email list. Take a look at these people and help me find more people on Facebook who are similar to these people. And that's what a lookalike audience does. So you have to tell Facebook which audience you want it to look at, and then it will go into its world of Facebook users and find people who are similar to those people in that custom audience. And when you're using that custom audience to create a lookalike audience, then Facebook calls that a source audience. So the size of the audience is dependent on the country or region that you select. So when you're creating this lookalike audience, you do need to tell Facebook where in the world you want this audience to be created. For most of my clients, their businesses are based in the United States. And so we will start with creating lookalike audiences in the United States. And then it gives you this range of 1% of the population to 10% of the population. And so that is going to be determined by the population of the country or region that you select. Using the United States as an example, Facebook tells us that there are 220 million Facebook users in the United States. And so if we say that we want to create a 1% lookalike audience, then Facebook will say, okay, 1% of the 220 million users on Facebook in the United States is 2.2 million. So if we want us to create a 1% lookalike audience, the size of that audience is going to be 2.2 million. So it will look at the source audience that you selected, and then it will look at of all the people in the United United States, it's going to narrow in on the 2.2 million people who are most similar to those people in your custom audience. So it looks at the demographics of the people in your custom audience. It looks at their behaviors. It looks at their interests and it really creates a profile of those people. And then it will narrow in on the 2.2 million people who are most closely matching the behaviors and interests and demographics of the people in the source audience that you selected. If you choose a 5% lookalike audience, then Facebook will create an audience of 10.6 million people when you're narrowing in on the United States. So lookalike audiences, we use these a lot in our business with my own ads. We use them with our clients' ads. If the goal is to grow the audience, then this is usually the first place we start 
when we know that the client has some really good size custom audiences. In order to use a custom audience to create a lookalike audience, you need to have at least 100 people in that source audience. So generally, the bigger that source audience is, then the more data that gives Facebook in order to create a better matching lookalike audience. We generally like to have at least 1,000 or 2,000 people in that source audience. If you go too big with that source audience, then the data might be kind of all over the place and it might be harder for Facebook to narrow in on what those similarities are. So generally, I like to keep the source audience anywhere from 1,000 up to maybe even 100,000 or more. So just don't give Facebook too much data, but you don't want to give Facebook too little data to go on either. And I've had really great success with lookalike audiences with even as little as 100 or 200 people in the source audience. Generally, if you have more than that, then the better results you're going to get. But I wouldn't discount if you do only have, say, a few hundred people on your email list, I would definitely test using a lookalike audience of your email list. Okay, so that's the cool audiences, the lookalike audiences. So I call them cool because while they may not be familiar with your brand yet, they at least have shown an interest in what your brand is about or what your offer is about if you're being strategic in how you're creating those lookalike audiences. So again, if you use your email list to create a lookalike audience, then even if those people aren't specifically on your email list yet, because we're hoping that they will join your email list with your ad, that at least they have shown an interest to Facebook that they are interested in the topic that you are likely sharing. So I think lookalike audiences are a great place to start when the goal of the campaign is to grow the audience. And then the third type of audience in the hot audience heat spectrum are the cold audiences. And these are the detailed targeting audiences. So this is where you can go into the detailed targeting section of the creating an audience screen. And then you can start to enter in your keywords, or this is where you can enter in those demographics, behaviors, interests of your ideal audience member, where you've already made that list that I walked you through. So you can start to pull those things out. So I work, since I started in the personal finance space, I work with a lot of personal finance brands. And so we might start with personal finance or we might start with large pages in the personal finance world that has a similar audience to the audience that we are trying to get in front of for the client. So that's just an example. And that's where you can enter in other Facebook pages, other brands, other behaviors, interests. So start with your keyword. And then as you're entering those items in the detail targeting section, Facebook will begin to guess at what kind of audience you're trying to create. And so if you click on the suggestions button, then it will give you some more suggestions of things that you might want to include in your detail targeting audience. They might be related but sometimes Facebook doesn't always get it right. It just might sound like it's related. So if you are targeting other, you know, if other Facebook pages are being suggested for you, then make sure that you do your research to make sure that they are actually aligned with the type of audience that you are trying to create. I recommend starting with detailed targeting audiences when you really don't have very much to go off of 
as far as your warm audiences in order to create the lookalike audiences. So if you're truly starting from scratch with your brand, with your audience, then I would go straight to detailed targeting. But we generally like to create lookalike audiences, but then we do test the waters with the detailed targeting audiences for our clients as well when we think it makes sense. All right, so now that we've talked about the different types of audiences that you can create in the ads manager, and you can create these again for Facebook or Instagram and use them across both platforms, the common question that comes up next is, well, how big should my audience be? And this is a really good question. When we are targeting in the United States and the client has a national audience, so they're not specific to a certain location, or a specific region, if their audience truly could be anybody in the United States, then we usually shoot for an audience size of one to 10 million people. So that might sound like a lot of people, but giving Facebook that size of audience gives it enough to work with because Facebook will help to optimize the campaign so that it is showing the ads to the people within those audiences that you've selected who are more likely to take the action that you want them to take with your ad. Facebook's algorithm is super sophisticated. And so that's why we like to give it more larger audiences to work with so that it can kind of figure out who is engaging with the ad, who's taking the action that we want people to take. And then it will select the people within those large audiences to show the ad to first, because they're going to be the ones who are more likely to actually take the action that we want them to take. So if you do have a local business or a very small niche, then you may not be able to hit one to 10 million people in your audience and that's perfectly fine. Just do the best that you can. You also don't wanna go too broad with your targeting because then if you go too broad with your targeting, then it can make it harder for the algorithm to figure out how to prioritize, who to show the ads to. There's kind of a fine balance there where you don't wanna have too small of audience, but you also don't wanna have too large of audience either. Okay, so once you have taking the time to understand who your target audience is and create a profile of your ideal customer avatar. And then you understand the different types of audiences that you can create with the audience heat spectrum. Then I want to share some strategies that we use and love. Think about these strategies when it comes to your audience strategy and creating a list of audiences that you want to test in your next campaign. So the first one is to create a lookalike audience of people who've already taken the action that we want people to take. So an example of this is if we are wanting to grow the email list, then we might upload our email list into Facebook, tell Facebook to create a lookalike audience of our email list. And then we use that audience so that we can target those people who are similar to our email subscribers already and then show our ad to them because they're likely interested in joining our email list. Another example that we use commonly is when we are driving traffic to monetize blog posts for our blogging clients, then If that blog post that we're driving traffic to has already gotten great traffic, maybe it's already been popular on Pinterest or it's ranked well in Google and already has a lot of Google traffic, then we will 
take that specific blog post URL and create an audience of people who have visited that blog post. And we might do so in the last 30 days, last 90 days, last 180 days. It really depends on if it's a more seasonal post, if we want more people who've more recently visited that blog post, or if it's more of an evergreen post, then we might broaden that out to 180 days. But we will create that audience because the pixel is placed on the website. So we have that ability to create that audience. And then we'll create a lookalike of those blog post visitors. So this strategy works really great, as I said, when we know that that blog post has already gotten really great traffic. So think about what the goal of your campaign is and do you already have an audience that you can create a lookalike so that you can help Facebook find more people who are likely interested in your offer. The second strategy is to create lookalike audiences of people who are similar to the people who are likely to be interested in your offer. So an example of this is maybe we are driving traffic to a brand new blog post. So this blog post hasn't gotten traffic because it's brand new. So it doesn't really have a lot of organic traffic yet. We will look at, well, does the client have other blog posts that are on a similar topic? So again, since I started in the personal finance space, I know the personal finance space really well. So for example, a client might have, you know, this blog post might be about getting out of debt or a success story of somebody who's gotten out of debt. And so we can look at the client's blog and see if they have other blog posts that are similar about ways to get out of debt, how to get out of debt, other get out of debt case studies, success stories. So we will see if there are other relevant pages on the site where we can create an audience of those pages and you can create an audience of multiple pages. It doesn't have to be just one or the site in general. You can narrow in on specific pages on the site to create that audience and then create a lookalike audience of those specific pages. So if you have a category on your site and you want to drive traffic even to a lead magnet that's relevant to that category, but you know that those blog posts on your site have already gotten great traffic, then I would definitely take those main pages that are related to that category, create an audience there, and then create a lookalike audience to drive traffic to that lead magnet. The third strategy that I want to share with you is retargeting. This is when you want to get your ad in front of a, generally it's a smaller yet highly engaged audience that is closer to making a purchase. Okay, here's an example. So we do this a lot with Dave Chesson. He is one of our clients and he was actually on episode two of the podcast sharing his entrepreneurial journey and his success story. And so he's got a great software product called Publisher Rocket. And with his very popular blog, Kindlepreneur, he drives a lot of organic traffic to the sales page for Publisher Rocket. So a lot of people are finding Dave via his blog and also via his affiliates and learning about Publisher Rocket. So they're going to the sales page, but they just didn't purchase yet. They didn't make that buying decision. One of our most successful strategies for Dave has been to retarget the people who visited the Publisher Rocket sales page recently. And that leads to a lot of sales. It's just reminding them how great the product is 
in our ads, we might share some testimonials, some case studies of the success people are having using this product. And those ads are converting really well because we are targeting people who've already shown an interest in the product. They just maybe needed a reminder or just a little bit of encouragement in order to make that buying decision. Another example of when I've done this is in working with Pat Flynn. I worked with him on his ads and we worked together on a promotion for his program, Smart From Scratch. And he actually had a wait list where the doors were closed and then he was going to open up enrollment. And so he had built this list of people who had opted in saying that they were interested in learning more about Smart From Scratch when the doors opened next. And so we used those wait list subscribers. And then also we use the audience of people who had visited the Smart From Scratch sales page recently. And those two audiences converted really well. So they had already both shown an interest in the program and those audiences converted to purchasers, to buyers, to actually buy the program really, really well. So think about how you can use retargeting. It might be a smaller audience, but they might be ready to make that buying decision if that is the goal of your campaign. And the last strategy that I want to share with you is that you can mix and match audiences. So just because I said that I like to start with lookalike audiences, but you might want to start with detailed targeting if you don't really have a lot to go off of as far as your warm audiences, then I want you to think about when it might make sense to mix and match audiences. So an example of this is to use a lookalike audience that we know is performing well and maybe narrowing it down by specific brands. So we've done this when we are working with clients that have a high ticket product or service that we're offering. So we've taken the lookalike audience of people who have already purchased their product and then we have found great success in narrowing down by luxury brands relevant to the ideal customer so that we know that we're more likely to attract those who can maybe afford the higher ticket offering. And this, of course, isn't a perfect theory since I came from the personal finance space. I know that many people like to appear like they have more money than they do, but we have had great success with this strategy. So it's definitely worth a test if you're trying to narrow in on that right combination of the audience for a higher ticket offering. But just think about other ways that you can narrow down as well. So it could be like taking the lookalike audience of people who've opted into the email list and then narrowing down by the young parents. If you know that your audience is young parents, or maybe it's a look like of your website visitors and then narrowing down by parents of preschoolers, if that's your target audience. So think about those different combinations that make sense to help you narrow in on your ideal audience. And I want to share some bonus tips for you. So the first one is to don't forget to exclude audiences when it makes sense to do so. So you do this when you're actually creating your campaign in the ads manager and you do this on the ad set level. So when you are plugging in the details of your ad set, this is where you will tell Facebook which audience you want your ad to be shown to. And then in there, you can click on the exclude audience button and you can exclude audiences that don't need to see your ad so that you know that you're only showing your ad to people that are the perfect fit 
for your offer. So an example of this is, let's say the goal is to grow your email list. So that's the goal of your campaign. You want to build your audience. You want to bring more people into your email list. And so you can exclude people who are already on your email list because they've already opted in to hear from you. They're already hearing from you with your weekly newsletter. So you don't need to show them an ad to get them to opt in again. That would be a waste of money, right? So we can target maybe a lookalike audience of our email list, and then we can exclude people on our email list because just because we're creating a lookalike audience doesn't mean that people who are actually on our email list might not get caught up in that audience as well. So always make sure that you're thinking about, do I need to exclude anybody from my ad? And then another example is if you want to drive sales to your online course, for example, then you know, for an online course, it's likely that somebody's going to purchase that only one time. It's not going to be a repeat purchase. So you can make sure that you are excluding people who've already purchased your course from your audience. So you might test a lookalike audience of people who've purchased your course already and then exclude that custom audience that you created of people who actually already purchased your course. So again, the idea is you don't want to be showing your ad to people who've already taken the action that you want if it doesn't make sense for them to take that action again. And then the second tip that I want to share with you is that now we have the option of using Zapier to automatically update our custom audiences in the ads manager. So this is really exciting because for a long time, we would have to manually export the email list because as we know, you know, over time, hopefully it's growing. (laughs) Hopefully over time it's growing and more people are joining the email list. And so every month or so we would reach out to our clients and say, you know, we'd like an updated export of your email list. And then we'd have to manually upload that into Facebook so that Facebook would have the most current list so that we could use that to create lookalike audiences from. And so now we can do that automatically using Zapier. So if you don't know Zapier, it's a tool that can connect different tools, actually. It can can integrate different tools. And so we can actually connect most email service providers with the Facebook ads custom audiences feature using Zapier. So definitely check that out if you're familiar with Zapier and want to take that off your to-do list every month or so. You can automatically update your custom audiences using Zapier. Okay, so I want to recap one more time the three pillars of high converting campaigns. So remember, these are the three elements that need to work together in order to have success with your campaigns. And so I am going into deep dives of each one of these. So episode 11 was all about crafting the amazing offer, the can't resist offer. And now, of course, once you have your amazing offer, you need to get it in front of the right audience. So that's what we've been talking about today. So in episode number 15, I'm going to be talking about how to create that eye-catching ad that can drive the actions that you want people to take. All three need to work together in order to have success with your campaign. And with over 2 billion active users on Facebook and one and a half billion of them logging in daily, you can bet that if your audience is on the internet, then they are definitely on Facebook. 
And don't discount Instagram. I hope that's clear today. With more than 1 billion active users on Instagram, it's definitely worth testing ads on that platform as well. And you might be pleasantly surprised. So with today's content, I want you to, first of all, understand your target audience, make a list of their demographics, their interests and behaviors, understand who they are. And remember, if you have multiple different avatars, then make sure that you are creating profiles for each one. And then using the audience heat spectrum and your goals for your campaigns, then prioritize the audiences that you want to test using the audience heat spectrum. Don't be afraid to get creative and don't be afraid to mix and match audiences when it makes sense to do so. And if you're ready to put all of this into action, then I encourage you to check out my free Facebook ads starter kit. It will help you plan your next campaign or improve your existing campaign. Plus it has that detailed checklist so that you can be super organized going into the ads manager to set up your campaign. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. That's monicalouie.com slash G-U-I-D-E. And I will have all of the links and resources that I mentioned today in the show notes. And you can find those at monicalouie.com slash 13. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you found this helpful, this deep dive into finding the right audience on Facebook. If you found this helpful, please, I would be so appreciative if you would leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It really helps the podcast to be found easier in iTunes. I would absolutely appreciate your support with that. And also subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Remember new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week I've got none other than Mr. FlynnCon himself. Pat Flynn is going to be in the house. We've got an interview deep diving into his journey. And I think I asked some questions that I don't know if he's been asked before, but I really go into his story and mindset and how he became the Pat Flynn that we know him to be today. So you definitely won't want to miss next week's episode. So subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. So you'll be sure to get the next episode as soon as it comes out. Thanks again for joining me today. Take care and bye for now. 